Hello and welcome to Game On presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, developed by Torque Games, published by Wizards of the Coast. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I said the developer's name right. Um so we're just going to go with Torque because we're in it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this is a Dungeons and Dragons game. But more importantly, this is actually a Dark Alliance game. Now, people like me, I loved Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 1 and 2. Yeah. You know, they're like Diablo style, three quarter down dungeon crawler hack and yeah. slash with powers. You know, I remember playing Build a this character, level it up, get equipment. Yeah. And you can like you could you can you can like load your character to a previous save state, but import your current character so you could continuously level them up and you can like grind for equipment yep. if you wanted to get like certain equipment or stuff. Tons of fun. Um, I even played a little bit of Dungeons. They they remastered it yeah. actually like two weeks before the release of this game um, for you to play on the newer gen consoles. Mm -hmm. because I believe the original one came out on like PS2 and Xbox. Yeah. And um, then they, they made them ca uh, compatible with the Xbox one X and S and all that. And the Xbox series X and S and then the PS4 and the PS5. Yeah. So like that was even kind of cool because I was like, Oh my God, they're like, so is, is the new one going to be kind of like a continuation? <laughs> but like, I knew in the new one, you got to play characters that I uh, near and dear to my heart and that mm -hmm. I love. So I was like, how is that going to work? Yeah. Or is it, is it a standalone? And they're just kind of like, Hey, we know you loved this game. Cause they didn't do the second one. No, not they yet. They only remastered the first one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and like, you know, again, Dungeons and Dragons by Wizards of the Coast. I mean, I've I, I've played a couple of uh, I think I played I played one campaign and then I did. I was the dungeon master for like two different groups of my friends. Mm -hmm. um, so I did a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Um, so when I heard that this was coming out, I actually got really excited. And, and as more material was coming out, you know, you were learning it was um, going to be like a co cooperative thing but you could play it single player it was gonna have these static characters and instead of being that kind of sort of dungeon crawler three-quarter view down it was going to be third person over the shoulder um you know it was like it was different but i was still kind of excited um for when this was uh when this was announced and kind of following along with it yeah um so yeah that was that was pretty um, much <laughs> that was pretty so, much my uh entrance into it yeah uh, but then again I'm not nearly the big of fan of this stuff as you are. <laughs> oh my god, huge, huge! I, I literally, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since I was like 12 years old. Uh, which you know, in comparison to some, yeah, that's that's late in the game in life. But like, I started off with 3.5 edition. Uh, I was I was playing it hardcore, and then to kind of like make me even more excited by this game um the characters that are near and dear to my heart are characters created developed written leveled however you want to however you want to put it by author R.A. Salvatore <laughs> who is my favorite living author <laughs> and heaven forbid if he ever were to pass away he would actually be over J.R.R. Token as my favorite dead author mm, okay. because I love all of his books. And of course, those of you who are a fan of him 
will know his most prolific book series, The Legend of Dritz, um, which is these are the characters. They're the they're the companions of the hall. Like I was I was so excited about it for that reason. You you got to play the companions of the hall, not just because you got to play Dritz, but because you got you got to play Dritz, Bruner, Caterbury, or Wolfgar in it. The only one that's missing is Regis, but mm-hmm. I can kind of understand like those who have read the books, you would understand why Regis may not be in this type of game. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get into a little bit more of that here in a little bit. But like when I saw this, I was just like, holy shit. I like my dream came true <laughs> because, you know, I, I've had friends who are like, we're going to play the companions of the hall. And we drew up character sheets and like, we found these official character sheets of where they are. And we're going to, we're going to play them and run through. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that because I, I felt like it just, no matter how we played them, how well we knew the books, how well we knew these characters, mm-hmm. there was just absolutely no way that we would be able to do them any kind of justice as to what this author did. Like, he was the author that introduced me into fantasy fiction, mm-hmm. right? And it actually, it my buddy, my you know, he we were playing D anD D, and he's like, "Dude, you really love this," and I was like, "Yeah, man, like this is so much fun. This is better than any video game RPG I've ever played." Mm-hmm. Which is why, even to this day, I love playing Dungeons and Dragons because one of the big things is. Me as the player, you as the dungeon master, you present me with an NPC, you speak some lines of dialogue, and then I can say whatever I want. <laughs> like, in, where in RPGs, it's here's your list of like four or five things, right? Right, that you can reply to him with. And each one sets a certain tone, but it, it may not be exactly what you want to say. And as a person who sees the power and value of individual words that have constructed this sentence, right? Mm -hmm. One word change in a sentence, even though they might mean the same thing, roughly, the tone and the type of word can change the entire dynamic of a conversation so drastically. And you as the DM, you have to... You have to respond. You have to go, this is who this NPC is. This is on the fly. The The entire backstory I've laid out for this NPC, he's a simple farmer with a wife, and he used to have three children, but this fucking werewolf ate his, his baby. Mm-hmm. And now they thought they killed that werewolf, but now they're being terrorized by another werewolf. And he's so terrified of losing his family and you just made a joke about his dead baby. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> and, and then you, then you come to find out that this other werewolf is his son. Dun, 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 very cliche. But you know what? At the same time, it's kind of like, holy shit. Right. Yeah. Like the, the, the first werewolf didn't kill the baby, just kind of took it away. And when they transformed back into human form, which in D&D lore, a werewolf is human for 28 days every month, mm. you know, except for when there's a full moon out. So they raised this child as their own and was helping teach them, like, how to handle their werewolf transformation and how really to, like, get that under control. And, like, you don't get that from necessarily a video game RPG. Right. Like, and it, it, you can tailor it so uniquely 
to your players. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've always loved D&D because I felt like the possibilities and everything were endless. Mm. And I feel like now more than ever because of things like podcasts, Twitch streaming, all that stuff, Critical Role's a big one. There are millions of fans of Critical Role. And it kind of makes me chuckle because everybody's just like, oh, my God, d and the greatest. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've known for fucking over two decades. <laughs> where the fuck have you been? Yeah. You know, I remember a time period in high school where you laughed at my ass because I played D&D. And now you're like, yeah, we get together for a weekly session. It, the, the same stigma has, has been applied to people who play who have been playing video games i mean prior to 2000 yeah you know i mean it was like oh you're a gamer you you're, like video games you're useless you you're go not to do ar- anything yeah. with your life you go to an arcade and now we have professional professional yeah. e-gamers <laughs> and their parents sit in the stand and go yeah that's my kid he fucking shot you in the face yeah you know so I understand times have changed mm-hmm. and everything like that. But that's where I was kind of like, I'm super excited about this game because with such the hype about D&D right now, like Wizards of the Coast would be moronic to not take advantage of it. They built such a great system with 5th edition. Like I was skeptical of 5e. At mm. first, I really was because I was such a huge fan of 3.5. Oh, okay. And by the time 5th edition came along, there was so much you could do in 3.5. It was it was ungodly. Mm-hmm. I now look back on it and I'm like, how did I ever play? It is so overwhelming, <laughs> the amount of shit. No wonder people got scared and hesitant because of 3.5. Because when you try and explain how to play 3.5, yeah. You're just kind of like, whoa, 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 hold, whoa, whoa, there's a lot. When you try to explain 5th edition, it's streamlined, it's simple, it's easy, but it does not limit you in the slightest as far as what your character can do. Yeah, I I personally like 4th edition the best. I know. How dare you? I knew you were going to say that. Oh, God. Because I have, this is another one of those diametrically opposed things. Most people I know who like 3.5, aren't into four people that i know that are into four didn't like three three point five yeah because the big the big thing the big difference between four and three point five is the battle systems were they changed it they Mm -hmm. changed the way the battle system worked which is kind of what they did from second edition to third edition because originally you had second then you had third then you had fourth Mm -hmm. but fourth was met with such negative energy that they took a step back and they came out with 3.5. So 3.5 actually takes some of the character development of fourth, but keeps the combat system of third Mm. because one of the big issues was I could, I could really overpower your party in fourth edition like that. Yeah. Like just snap of the fingers. Boom. Your, your party is completely overpowered. So now I'm having to throw increasingly more difficult monsters at you to provide a challenge. The issue that you run into with that is eventually it gets to a point where I throw an ancient red dragon at you and you're level eight. Mm -hmm. So it may have like a super hard time hitting you, but when it does, you're a fried turkey leg, buddy. Mm -hmm. You are fucking done. One hit, you're done. And that was the issue that people were coming across with 4th edition. 
or at least one that I experienced in fourth edition mm. where 3.5 to me kept more of that balance. Yeah. You didn't get as much magical items. You didn't get as many abilities and everything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because in fourth edition, you, you, you powered fast. So it could really make you feel like a hero super quick mm -hmm. where in like third edition, I ran plenty of groups or was in plenty of groups. It, it hasn't been until maybe the last eh, five, six years that I really started DMing more. Mm -hmm. Um, Where like we would start at fifth level because the first five levels are a fucking joke mm -hmm. in 3.5. Like you're, you're weak as fuck. Mm -hmm. It's hard to run battles. It's hard to put you up against things. It, it was kind of pointless. So I'm going to power level you to level five because that's when a lot of your abilities start to unlock and you start to be actually get powerful and you, and you can make some better character choices and you know everything like that yeah. even critical role right when critical role started podcasting their players i think were at level eight because even then there, there's a time period where it's just not as much fun but mm -hmm. then you hit a level and it like explodes with awesomeness yeah and fifth edition i feel like has taken those concepts and went well here's the formula that we now know tried and true we've seen it in video games i relate it very much to wow yeah and you have skill trees you hit level three you choose a subclass so you originally choose a rogue as your class and then your subclass is assassin mm -hmm. and because you're an assassin any future levels from that point on you unlock unique assassin abilities and it made it streamlined. It made it easier. I wasn't going through four pages of feats going, what, what am I going to take? Yeah. Do, how do I see my character? Well, I want to build him out as an assassin, but like, do I take this feat or do I take this feat or do I not take either feet? And I take, you know, something else or, mm -hmm. you know, like there was just so much mm -hmm. and where fourth edition, it was like, we'll have it all. <laughs> like fuck choosing have it all and that's what my biggest problem with fourth edition was was I, I i it was too much in the sense of the players got way too much it was hard to dm yeah and it was hard to play quite honestly because i was just like i wasn't into into battling which for a lot of people that's the main aspect of it oh, yeah. role playing true role playing is hard yeah like I even run with it like right now the the group I I'm playing with we're running through Strahd. Mm. I love Strahd. I loved Ravenloft when it was second edition because again I have played second edition, um, and I I, I absolutely love Strahd. So when they were like, hey, we came out with Ravenloft for five E, I was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> and it it's just taken me this long to actually find a group who would be willing to run through it. And I role play. I role play a lot. And we have a character that um, when when the role when he feels like the role playing is getting too much, he's like, can we move this along? Mm. Can we can we can we like get going here? Because and I, and I think really it's just either he doesn't know how to role play or he's uncomfortable role playing because. Again, your words matter. Yeah. Right. But this isn't a D&D &D podcast. <laughs> this is a Dark Alliance part podcast. And with that, Dark Alliance, that 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 is one of the reasons, because of my love for D&D &D so much, 
I was so excited for this because in the original Dark Alliance, right, you ran through the dungeons, but you still had role playing choices, right? Mm -hmm. You still talk to people. You still made choices, consequences from those choices, all that other stuff. I have literally played every single boulders or um, D&D game since I, I, I literally remember the first one we playing was on floppy disk <laughs> and it came with a book and to just get into the game like the original cd key you remember cd keys <laughs> yeah the original cd key was it would tell you a book a page a paragraph and a and the a sentence and then the word in that sentence and so you had to go to that book go to that page find that paragraph find that sentence find that word and type in the word <laughs> And it would allow you to log into the game. And we're talking, this is like fucking 8-bit fucking character development. You got to choose like a wizard, a rogue, a cleric, or a fighter, right? Like, we're talking base classes here. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't much. And you just, you kind of went through a little dungeon. And it, 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 my dad, who had played it, like, literally took massive sheets of graph, graph paper. And he mapped out these dungeons because if you if your party wiped which was quite easy to do you had to start from the beginning yeah. and do it all over again yeah. i went from playing that to playing games like dark alliance to boulder's gate which is uh just it's it's another great one they their boulder's gate 3 is in beta right now yeah. fucking love it um so again when this was coming out i was like holy shit Fuck yeah. Not only is it a D&D game, but R.A. Salvatore is assisting with it because it's his characters and he wants them to be true to his characters. Now, he has made a couple of comments about like, you know, when you create something, you, you got to take a couple of like. How do you, how do you put it like uh, like be a little flexible on a couple of things from changing from like a book format to a video game format or creative liberty. Thank you. Creative You're liberty. You're I welcome. couldn't I just could not remember that. <laughs> um so he's come out with that and he's like and that's fine. That's fine. That's what you do. Right? But hey guys, just want to give you a heads up from here on out there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. The whole concept of the game is, of course, you play either one of four characters, right? Dritz de Udrin, Catabri, Bruner Battlehammer, or Wolfgar, son of Borngar, I think is it. Bornegar. I, I might be pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> but he's basically a barbarian. So Dritz is a drow elven ranger, which um has a very rich backstory because up until this point in 3.5 drows were evil mm -hmm. and they lived in what's called the underdark so for him to come to the surface and be a good character he was met with a lot of hostility and basically racism <laughs> um for lack of a better term like it, it you're a drow get the fuck out of here before we kill you you know what i mean mm -hmm. like Catabri is a human fighter who was adopted by Bruner Battlehammer, who is a dwarven fighter who also kind of semi-adopted Wolfgar, who is a barbarian. One of the big things I will say is if if you if you did play this game and you really enjoyed it and you actually enjoyed the lore and the storyline of it, 
go and read the Crystal Shard trilogy. The Crystal Shard was the first book that um, R.A. Salvatore ever wrote about the Companions of the Hall, which they would later become known. And it came out in 1988. So literally, I was one. <laughs> I like, but, you know, 11 years later, I was like, holy shit <laughs> this has changed my life this has changed my life and it's kind of funny because dritz it's, it's called the legend of dritz but the crystal shard trilogy dritz is not the main character he's not it's wolfgar r.a salvatore originally planned on building wolfgar as the main character but as the fans read through it they were far more intrigued by dritz than they were wolfgar so he went back and he wrote the like the origins of Dritz, right? Where it goes from literally Dritz's birth to his exile and his eventual eventual emerge to the surface world and then migration to Icewind Dale, which is where this whole game takes place. Icewind Dale is a frozen tundra region in northern Faerun, which is the fantasy world that <laughs> Wizards of the Coast mainly run in. It's one of the one of the big realms that Wizard of the Coast, like, I don't know if they created. I, I like I don't really know the history of Faerun, but it yeah, that's where Icewind Dale is. And this this game takes place after the events of the Crystal Shard trilogy. So roughly what happens is there in Icewind Dale, there's a group of literally 10 towns called 10 towns. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Very creative. Very creative. Um, and it starts off with them basically the barbarians who are a nomadic tribe of tundra barbarians decided they're tired of living this kind of nomadic life. So they're going to... They're going to wage war against 10 towns. So they recruit Bruner, Battlehammer, and Dritz to help them defend the 10 towns. Because it is there are 10 fishing towns that are based around these two lakes, mm -hmm. right? And in that battle, of course, 10 towns wins with the aid of Bruner and his clan and Dritz. And Wolfgar, who is at the time just a boy, gets knocked unconscious. And Bruner decide, like sees goodness in him. So he basically tells him, you're my slave. <laughs> you, because I have spared your life, <clears throat> you will come and work for me in my mines. And you will do whatever I ask until your 16th birthday. At which point you are free to leave. Right? Okay. So Wolfgar then spends the next several years working in dwarven mines becoming big and strong and all this other stuff and when it gets close to his 16th birthday bruner then goes to dritz who is a phenomenal fighter he's a fuck he's amazing i love him he's he's my fantasy man crush <laughs> um and asks dritz to train wolfgar and so dritz does and at the around that same time there's a there's a thing in dwarven society where there's one point in their life where they create like 
the pinnacle of what they're going to create. It, it is going to be the best weapon, jewelry, armor, whatever, right? But at that point, they know that they will never create anything anywhere close to as good as this item ever again, right? Mm. And it kind of like kills their desire to continue smithing, right? Well, Bruner creates Mjolnir. I think it's called Mjolnir, but it's it's Wolfgar's battle hammer. And he creates it specifically for Wolfgar. And he gives it to Wolfgar when he's done with his training with Dritz. While all of that's going on, there's this crystal shard. And it's called Crenshinabon. And you will hear it in the beginning of the game. Crenshinabon is a sentient crystal, magical crystal, that ha- was created by nine demi-liches that it then consumed to power it. It is the ultimate evil of evil of evil sentient items, right? Okay. And it basically has been lost in the tundra of Icewind Dale for a really long time, right? Mm-hmm. When this young mage, who was still an apprentice to another mage, finds it. And this is after this young mage has kind of done his own little evil evil doings, right? They were out on their own little thing. The mage told him to do something. He was tired of being basically treated like an, a bitch. So he stabbed his mentor in the back, um, took over his position, and then finds Crenshinabon. Which Crenshinabon's like, awesome, weak-willed motherfucker, I've totally got this. Immediately corrupts him and then starts recruit like uses him to start recruiting all of like the evil creatures in Icewind Dale. And he builds the Crystal Tower, which is just like kind of a um a form that the Crystal Shard can take type deal. And it's used as a beacon and he gathers goblins, orcs, giants, frost giants like literally all of these evil creatures the only creature that he does not bring to his aid is a white dragon named icing death right Mm, yes and wolfgar later kills icing death to prove like he's the biggest baddest motherfucker (laughs) in the town right because that's like part of barbarian culture that the person who did the biggest deed, you know, fought the biggest battle is the leader of the tribe type deal. And because he's basically been kind of like in exile for so many years, the only way he would be able to come back into the tribe and not only be accepted, but lead it is if he kills this white dragon, which he does with a little assistance of Dritz. (laughs) But, um, they then basically kind of like recruit everybody to prepare for this huge battle against this wizard and Crenshinabon, right? Okay. They fight it, they defeat it, and during the battle, Crenshinabon falls into this crevasse, being lost forever. Or at least that's what I remember in the book. <laughs> in the video game, it does fall into this giant, giant crevasse that's in Icewind Dale, right? Mm. But it continues to pulsate its beacon 
to try and get any evil creature to come and like save it right so the companions of the hall are then basically defending Icewind Dale from this onslaught of just all these evil creatures that are trying to get to Crenshinabon. And I believe they're also trying to find Crenshinabon so that they can destroy it once and for all, which I don't know how they would do because this is like, I'm, I'm dead serious, like one of the most powerful magical items in Faerun mm. ever created, right? Like nine demi liches, for those who don't know, like to all pour their power and their life into this item is no fucking joke. <laughs> like it's it's legitimately super powerful. And anybody who holds it, not only does it have a pretty good chance of corrupting them instantly, but it gives them unlimited boundless power. So, like, keeping this out of the hands of the bad guys is pretty big fucking deal. They had a rough time defeating it the first time, right? Mm. And that's about as much through the storyline of this game that I fucking got. <laughs> because now we're going to move on to the other matters of the game. Oh, Chris, yeah. would you like to start? Sure. So, when you start, right, you select one of those, th one of those four Characters. characters to play as right which and one did you choose i chose caddy Bree. so okay. i typically always go for sword and shield guy now brunor is close to that he is shield and hand axe, axe guy but i don't like shields and hand axes and i'm not a fan of dwarves so racist i know I, yes i'm <laughs> racist against imaginary uh, tolkien-esque creatures okay he did it first Tolkien did not do dwarves first. Dwarves have been around long before Tolkien. Well, I'm talking in in this setting. No, long no, before Tolkien. I, I'm just. I've, I'm just I've, saying. I'm just saying. I'm just right. Saying. No, it's, I'm. I'm just saying. And um. So yeah. Despite that, yeah. then I default to a ranger archery character, and also, Catabri is a archer fighter. Yeah. Right. Where Dritz does dual wielding scimitars, even though he's a ranger. Mm -hmm. So, like, I could see that because yeah. Dritz is going to be a dual wielder, where Catabri is the archer. The range, she, yeah. she has a bow. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. So, so right there, that's my first complaint. Yeah. Is you can either have ranger, you can have sword and axe, you can have two arm or two hand heavy weapon or an archer. Where's the love for the magicians? Where are the people who want to be wizards? My girlfriend, um, she, like, when she plays games like this, she always goes for the caster role. Yeah. Like, that's what she loves. Yeah. You know? She also doesn't mind, but, But like, that's not what this type of game is. But, like... It's a hack and slash. Yeah, but, I mean, if, if Caddy Bree can have a ranged bow attack, what's the difference to having a spell attack. Well, so at the end of bows are arrowheads. Yes. And they are slashing piercing weapons. Yes. So where like... Where magic, where you could where, shoot magic where, missiles. Where it's like Dritz and Bruner uh -huh. and, and Wolfgar are more of the hack aspect. Yeah. She's more of the slash aspect. Mm, I'm just... I'm, I would say more like <laughs> pierce aspect. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can tell you though. So here's the problem. Is they chose the companions of the hall. Right. right? And literally... 
the one that they left out was Regis, yeah. who is a halfling rogue. Yeah, that would And work. he's kind of a coward. Yeah. Like, big time. <laughs> he will do anything he can to avoid fighting. Mm-hmm. He really does. And so, like, they don't have, in, in this group, they do not have a healer, mm-hmm. and they do not have a magic user. Mm-hmm. Now, they do come across upon one because this is where it gets a little confusing in the legend of dritz series right mm-hmm. is there is the cleric's quintet which is exactly that it's a quintet and um it's about a priest who discovers this like form of like musical magic i i, I don't really know how to explain it he sees the like he can literally see the music in the air of like just life and nature and all of that and when he sings that song, he's able to cast spells. Mm. And they can be offensive spells, or they can be defensive spells, or they can be, like, aiding spells, like right. support, support spells. Yeah. yeah. The problem with that is every time he taps into that, in order to use that magic, depending on the severity and the degree of magic used, depends on the number of years it takes away from his life. Okay. That is, like one of the few i guess they do meet the harpers okay which is a guild of wizards right. that are kind of like nature-esque wizards mm-hmm. but they don't like they don't come across a whole lot of magic users so i don't know what kind of magic user that they could have pulled in to kind of round out this group which it, it is a problem it's a it, i agree with you it's a big problem <laughs> but because they should have but i don't know who they would have that would have been canon to what they were trying to do you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i get it it's just still it's just like right there if you're the kind of person that when you play this sword and shield sorry a part of me feels like i need to defend this game it's but fine. it's terrible <laughs> showing your hands a little early there buddy I, i'm sorry like i just realized like i immediately like well no hold on a second <laughs> they couldn't have just created a new character specifically for this game and introduced them and you know like maybe saw how the fans reacted and maybe write them into later stories i don't know no <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Do you know how far along he is in this? To like, like literally, this this takes place after the first trilogy he ever wrote. Mm. He has something like 24 books in this series. Okay. So you're looking at forget the other 3, right? Take away 6 of them, mm. you know. You're looking at 18 books in the future. He's just going to write in this mysterious character that made one appearance. In an option? No, that's weird. You you can you can write it into the game that this person came into their life to help them with the situation. Maybe they died, and then at the end of the game, they went off and to somewhere else, and they died, or and they, they and died. Or, or they died. They died. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You're right. You could. There's ways that they could have. But yeah, I'm but just, no. And and really, no. and really, the reason again I bring it up is because people who are into playing the wizard role, there isn't one here for you. There is not. So that's the first thing. That is not. And then once you get in there, you realize that the entire thing is actually hub based. Yep. There is a central camp that has a quote unquote vendor. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. Cause. Cause like, so I think it's supposed to take place on the mountain, which I can't remember the name of the mountain, but it's like Bruner's mountain yeah. or something like that. Literally. I think that's like the name of it. I'm surprised it's not Drizmanton. No, because Bruner Battlehammer and his clan, um, made it their home long before Dritz showed up. Yeah, but Dritz Bru- is a fan favorite. I know. <laughs> Bruner, when Dritz first showed up, 
he went he went to ten towns and ten towns basically were like no we're not going to let you be a part of our society but what we will do is guard the northern regions from these big creatures that come in so we want you to go to this mountain talk to Bruner Battlehammer and see if he'll let you stay with them <laughs> And Bruner kind of sensed like Bruner is a very good judge of character. So he kind of he he sensed that Dritz is no threat. He was still kind of on the like, you're still a drow. Yeah. So I'm still going to be like on guard. But I don't think you are what you appear to be. Mm -hmm. Like you're not a drow. You're not a normal drow. Yeah. So what I will do is there's a cave towards the top of this mountain on the northern side and you can live in that cave <laughs> and if you remember when you spawn into the game you spawn in in a cave yes and then you come out yeah so i think like that hub is supposed to be dritz's home oh okay but then there's a giant statue of a warrior <laughs> just randomly yeah and it's like it's facing in not facing out, out and, like yeah, you would think it would yeah the, there's also it's, a, it's weird there's also a chest in the center and <sighs> this we'll, we'll come back to what the chest is for yep it is not for holding excess gear there's a trainer so. there's a trainer Oh, sorry. No, it's where you get your quests. Yeah, it's, there's it's, a, there's it's a the map. map. It's the map. <laughs> yeah, there's a map. And I'm then, like, there's somebody else because yeah. there's the merchant, there's the chest, and then there's something else. And of course, it's the biggest thing. Yeah. It's where you get your fucking missions because yeah. it's mission based. Yeah. What, what? Yep. So like most, so like other games we've talked about, again, with the hub world, you go over to the map, you select it. And it is not really clear on what you're like, what next thing you should do. It. You I, can do any of them, what it looks like. Yeah, so here's what I ended up realizing is that, and it, and the game actually explains it, and I don't know if I'm just thick or if like it wasn't clear until after the fact, mm -hmm. but like when you first go in, it's like do the tutorial. So you click yeah. on the tutorial, then you do that, and it teaches you how to use whatever character you picked. Well, um, yeah, it teaches you the base. Like you can use it with any character. It's like this is to light attack. This yeah. is to heavy attack. This is to dodge step. This yeah. is to roll. This is to run. This is to collect this. This is to use your special abilities. Mm -hmm. and they're kind of like, here's this piddly ass goblin. <laughs> okay, no, you need to hit this button combination to kill it. Until you kill it that way. Yeah. It just keeps spawning these things at you. Yeah, it, uh, it took me a minute once. I think it was when I was doing the parry tutorial. Yeah. I didn't realize that I wasn't actually parrying and I just like I just kept killing guys and I was like, what the hell? Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. You like see in the little corner, like parry, motherfucker. Yeah. Parry. You're like, <laughs> oh, like, okay. Parry one out of three. And I'm like, um, I get it. I understand what I'm doing now. Yeah. And then after you do that, and then it's just like, okay, continue on. Like most games, when you're going through this kind of stuff like usually there's like an icon that's like this is the next thing to do mm -hmm. this one didn't have it and again yeah. it took me a minute to realize okay because they didn't do what a lot of games are doing now and i i want to i you're gonna hear me say this a lot right mm -hmm. where newer games all of that's incorporated in the first mission yeah this is literally you're going to like an arena yeah and it's just spawning goblins and telling you to do this, do this, do this, yeah. do this, do this. And then once you've completed all of those things, it's kind of like, okay. And off you go. Yeah. You don't get anything for it. Mm -mm. You don't like. 
It, yeah, I I, I, I I had a really hard time with it because I was like, I don't get like an item, <laughs> I don't get like an achievement, I don't like n- nothing. Oh, well, okay, well, I, let's go into the first mission then. Yeah, and you're right. In in today's day and age, usually the tutorial is worked into the game, which is why I still am like, oh, I'm surprised that they worked the tutorial into the actual game because then you have games like this that doesn't do it, and I'm like, that's right. Like these are actually the outliers now. Those are the outliers yeah. now. They really are, because look at how many games we have played, how many games we've reviewed doing this, this mm. podcast that you keep so, yeah, like, oh, my God, one of my greatest, you did this. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's that's becoming the, the norm. Yeah. So this is way outside the box. <laughs> but yeah, so then it like sends you to the first mission. Right. Um. So it sends you to the first mission. So it sends you to the first mission. But it, I still felt like because on the map you see like all of the different destinations. Yeah. I kind of felt like I could have just gone to any one of them and just started it up. But then you realize something when you click into it and it, you select your mission, it then allows you to select your difficulty Mm -hmm. and you notice next to each difficulty is a power level. Yep. So even though I could have probably jumped to the final mission, Mm -hmm. I would be nowhere near powerful enough Mm -hmm. to run through the final mission right like i could start it but i would just keep dying over and over and over and over and over until i basically was like all right get out of this Mm -hmm. and you know went back and then went okay i gotta do this properly so you go to the first mission and you queue up for it which you literally do you queue for it you mark it and then you have to run to another location yeah yeah and stand there and even though even though you're single player, yeah, you wait. Yep, you wait and wait, wait, and, it's, and then you go. And it's not that it's loading the level because nope. there's still a loading screen. Yep, you are waiting for the rest of the players to queue in because. And I I've played a couple of drop in like multiplayer mm. where like I've I've synced up with other groups or they synced up with me. However you want to look at it, right. And the mission's selected, and then you go and you stand there, and if one of the characters is piddle-fucking around, it immediately cancels it. You have to then go back to the map. Oh, nice. You have to reselect it, and then get all of the characters there. Which, to a certain extent, I can understand as a multiplayer group thing, because that's that's the whole thing, is if I'm playing Dritz and you're playing Caterbury, we can get two more people who play Bruner and Wolfgar. Right. And then we have a complete party. Mm-hmm. Right. I can understand that in this in this scenario where you can't have a party of four dritzes like it's weird. Yeah, but they're going to add it, I think. Or they already have. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to change it so you can you can have four dritz running around because I I bet you they realized queue times are ridiculous. Um, The other thing that I have a problem with about the queue is I can't join up with you. (laughs) Yeah. Like I can't specifically I, I don't I don't know if it's like we have to get into a party outside of it and then I invite you into the game. Yeah. Or what? But I can't team up with you specifically in the game. Like if I see you log online and you're in the game, granted we played on two different systems. I played on the PS5, you played on the Xbox. Yeah. Um because I wasn't gonna pay for this. Fair enough. It was on Game Pass. Fair, fair enough, dude. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but like, even then, like Call of Duty and, mm. and some of those other games that are cross-platform, because this is technically cross-platform. Like, if me and you happen to randomly 
fall into a group together, we could group together and then we could keep playing. But like, yeah, I, I, I can't, there's no way in game to go, Hey, this is a character that I've played with before. I really enjoyed playing with him. So I'm going to put him on my friends list yeah. and now he's back online. So now I'm going to add him or go, Hey, what's your, what's your player ID? I'm going to add you to my friends list and then we can play together. I didn't find anything like that. Did you? No, I <clears throat> the the most that I could figure out was if you were playing on Steam, you'd have to build your party in Steam and then logo into the game and load everybody in. And I'm guessing it probably works the same on the consoles. PS5s and yeah. Xbox, but for the cross because it is it's my understanding it is cross platform. If I'm on a PS5 and you're playing an Xbox and we both queue up for a party and like I said I played Dritz, you played Caterbury, and we happen to be pulled into the same game together, even though you're on Xbox and I'm on PS5, we're playing together. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Outside I, I of that, there was no way for me to pull you into yeah. the game. I can neither confirm nor deny that. I I just I know that there was no way in the game to get you into my lobby or me into yours. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you had to build it outside of it and then get everybody in. Yeah. Which, like the PS5, like if you were playing on a PS5 or PlayStation or whatever, and it goes, hey, Chris logs in, right? I could then go to your profile and go, invite to game. Yeah. And it would pull you directly into my game. But because I don't know, I don't, it doesn't link up with the Xbox system in that way. I don't mm. say like, hey, Chris is online on the Xbox. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Let's link up games. So there is that issue. Mm. But yeah. So like you then queue. Yeah. By yourself, you stand there and you wait. And it's not like a long wait. It's like 10 seconds, 15 seconds or something like that. But And and to be perfectly honest, like other games I know do this. Destiny does this. Anthem does this. Even if you're playing by yourself, there's yeah. still like a, there's there's still still a like queue. A queue time before you can transition into the game world and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm not like, like, I'm not like super annoyed by that, but uh, like it's a noticeable that I'm like. When, eh? when, so with games like those, though. Right. Like right. Destiny. And I'll even give it to Anthem. The games were interesting enough that I didn't feel like that was like a huge hindrance well, on me. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll continue on talking about all the other things about this game, about why it was like, let's just add one more thing to the pile. <laughs> yeah, that's where this was. It yeah. was just kind of one of those like, well, there was all this already. And this just and, now this is starting to rub me raw because yeah. it's. I'm right there with you, man. I trust me. I get it. I totally get it. Like, I'm not saying it's not a valid point. Yeah. I'm just saying like in other games, I would have overlooked it because the other games had better stuff in them. Well, and, uh, and with that, <laughs> let's do the good. Okay. And then we'll do the bad. Okay. Right. Okay. So you load into the level and the whole thing is your, there's a storyline going on. And before the level loads, you see like a little cinematic of like what's going on. Yep. Right. Um, in this case, I think I seen death's mate, which I can't remember the name of is has awakened and is super pissed off that its mates dead, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know. could be a little understandable. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's like flying around fucking like destroying shit. Right. He or she, I can't remember what, which one's what. Um, and, but at the same time, you're trying to stop goblins or 
Durgar. I can't remember which one it is in the first mission. Goblins. It's goblins. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to stop goblins from advancing. So you're running through the mission. Now, it's a hack and slash. You have a light attack, you have a heavy attack, and then you have magic abilities. Magic abilities have the cooldowns. So with Dritz, I had Guinevar, right? Mm. Which I had to, like, build up the meter, and then once it was max, I could unleash Guinevar. Um, I, you have combos, which mm. was really cool. Like, I did like the fact that I had combos that, like, would do increased damage if you pulled off a combo. So instead of just, like, smashing the light attack or smashing the heavy attack... If you if you performed the combo, you did way more massive damage to things, right? Mm. The problem was um, with with the combat style is, okay, let's say I performed a combo on you as the creature, right? But then you started your thing and I wanted to like dodge the fuck out of there. Nope. Mm. Combo had to finish and then I could dodge. So I ended up several times in like boss battles where I didn't perform a whole lot of combos because it compromised my ability to dodge. So it was more of a run in, hit, 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 run out. Yeah. Run in, hit, 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 run out. You know, yeah. where I just kind of like slowly ticked away <laughs> at their health. Um, But so like there was that, right? But while you ran through the level, one of my favorite things was the collectibles, mm -hmm. right? You would find scrolls or tomes or um, you have, uh, tankards or you'd have to break carts. Yeah, like little little sub achievements. But I'm talking about like the stuff that added knowledge. No, like I loved it because mm. it told you some of what happened in Icewind Dale and like the, the crystal shard. But then there was some new information, too. So like that was really cool for me running around and collecting all these things. The problem was I kind of felt like it the same as like with Biomutant, where it felt a mile wide, but an inch deep. There was a lot of places for you to like, oh, this could be where a, a hidden item or a collectible is. And you would go there and you'd be like, oh, <laughs> no. OK, well, oh, what, what about over here? No. What, OK, over here. Yeah. OK, mm. let's. Over no, no, no. Yeah, like there wasn't very many of them spread throughout the map, but they created a lot of places for them to be. Yeah. And the problem is, it's not like every level they like if you replayed through the level, it moved to a different location. It was always in the same spot. Mm hmm. But it's like a maze in a shoebox. Yeah, you're in these tiny con and I, I, tiny is relative, but you're in these small little areas. But in essence, you're in a box canyon. Like yep. you can only ever go so far. So it's forward. Yeah. You can so only it's, ever go forward. Yeah. So it's really easy to just be like, I'm just going to follow the right wall and I will just go around the entire level as much as I can until you, Boom, I'm at the end until you figure out where everything is and you find everything. And then, yeah, you end up getting to the end. You know, yep. I think there was only cause I only played two levels cause that's how little fun I was having. Yeah. Which is which is where the problem comes in. Yeah. Combat was all right. Well, and you're talking about like you run in there, you do your thing, you charge up your super, you do that, you run it right. I'm playing a ranged character. I literally just was like, where can I stand where nobody can get me? Because yeah. the enemy pathing in this game. Well, first of all, the enemies in this game are fucking in, it just 
absolute idiots. Literally, I came I came across a group of a bunch of goblins that were uh -huh. talking to each other. They were talking to each other while I was killing one of them. And then when the first guy died, nobody did anything about it. Like they did not react at all. Oh, that must be a bug then. Because every time that I have like attacked a creature, mm -hmm. because even even Dritz has a ranged attack. Yeah. I throw a dagger. Okay. Right. So like there was an area where there's like a troll up on this cliff that you could walk up onto the left. And then down below it was like another troll and several goblins. Yep. I remember that area. Right. Yep. I threw a dagger at the troll on the top of the cliff. Yeah. And he went, oh, and then turned and was like, no, <laughs> and just started running at me okay then all the creatures down on the bottom kind of went well where the fuck's he going and ran after me as well and i was like oh shit like that engaged quickly so that that area starts with like a ramp down yep right yeah i stood at the top of that ramp i shot that first troll uh-huh nobody reacted maybe it's maybe you were really far away uh, but that's the problem. That is a problem. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> and I, you know, my brain. I'm just kind of like, and wow, well, why? Maybe you weren't within that that you know the AOE bubble, right? So once I killed that troll and I walked down and I started shooting the goblins, I ran back up because I was like, I'm gonna bottleneck them. Yeah. I got to the top of the ramp. Everybody turned around and started to walk away while I was still shooting them. Yeah. So. That happened to me a lot where like I would be backing away from them as I was fighting and mm -hmm. I would dodge backwards and then keep fighting and then dodge backwards and keep fighting. And then I eventually dodged backwards and everybody turned around, and started walking off and I went back to attack him. And I realized like, here's this guy that I'd been fighting for 15 minutes mm -hmm. to just dwindle down his health. Everything I had, as soon as he turned around and walked back full health, Oh yeah, which I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Because I had the issue of now I didn't play it on the easiest difficulty, but I didn't play it on the hardest either because this is not one that you can play on the hardest difficulty. You can't jump into the first mission and go straight to the hardest difficulty. Right. It has easy and normal. You play it on normal. You unlock hard. You play it on hard. You unlock very hard. You play it on very hard. You unlock super hard. <laughs> and like that, that's kind of how it went. Right. Yeah. But even then the jumps in between. Right. So I went through and I played it on normal. Right. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, I went through, I played it on normal. Then I went through again and I played it on hard. Right. Got a little bit better equipment, upgraded my thing. I went to the second level. I played it on hard. I was able to get all the way to the boss of the second level. And I just, I could not defeat him. Yeah. He kept annihilating me. I had to basically back out then jump back in on normal and I could play through it on normal and I beat him too fucking easy. <laughs> and then, but I was able to upgrade my stuff a little bit more. Yeah. And then I went back in and I played it on hard again and I could beat him that time. But even then it was like super difficult, way more difficult than the first level on hard was. So I'm like the scaling here mm. even though it gives you a recommended power level like i was 300 points over the recommended power level of hard and i could not beat the final boss and i'm like that doesn't make sense to me right i should just annihilate him but i didn't mm. and that's where i kind of started like maybe this game really isn't designed for solo play yeah so that's when i queued in for the first multiplayer and I queued for two and a half hours. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> nobody wants to be the healer. <laughs> well, and there's no healer. I'm just that's just a joke. <laughs> yeah, I kind of understood. Yeah, because like Dritz is Dritz is the man. He's the he's the Mary Sue. I mean, fan favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to both. <laughs> At least you can admit it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but like, so I I kind of was like. There, I bet you there's a shit ton more people playing Dritz than mm. there are any other race. So I created Wolfgar. And I queued again for the very first level on normal. 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I was not surprised. <laughs> like immediately got in. And I was with Dritz. Yeah. Yeah. There was nobody else. It was just Dritz. Oh, weird. Yeah. Because it wasn't like a full party. Our queue was still going, but I transferred in and it was just me and him. Huh. Kind of hanging out and we waited and i i like mic'd up and everything and i was like hey man you got a mic and about 10 minutes later he's like yeah sorry i had to like plug it in and everything i've been waiting for three hours mm. for somebody to join jesus and i was like yeah dude it's because you're playing dritz and he was like what <laughs> and i said i just did the same thing i queued for two and a half hours as dritz and i got nobody i said i queued for 10 seconds as Wolfgar and here I am. Yeah. And then it was about another 15 minutes after that, we got a Caterbury and then we were all just kind of done of like waiting. Mm. So we ran the mission together and then everybody dropped out. Oh, nice. Like, so I was kind of like, maybe we could stick together a little bit mm. and like run multiple missions, but no, they all backed out. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I switched back to Dritz played through a couple more missions and then switched back to Wolfgar. And I was like, I'm going to fucking level up Wolfgar because like, if I want to queue with people, I think Wolfgar is my best bet. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And I ended up joining another queue, which again, that one actually was a full party, full party. I was the last one to join. Mm. And they stated they had only been queued up for a half an hour. But it sounded like they were a group of friends that those three pulled in together. Mm, that would make sense. And then yeah. they were just waiting on a wolf guard. Yeah. So, like, it, it the queuing sucks. <laughs> but when we ran through it, we ran through that one. We ran through the third mission of the first kind of, like, stage mm. on hard. Mind you, at this point, I had played Wolfgar through first mission on normal. Yeah. And we annihilated fucking everything. And I like, I asked them like, how strong are you guys? And they're like, oh, this is our first time playing through this on hard. Hmm. Like they all like barely met the recommended power level, mm -hmm. but we just fucking annihilated through it. And I was like, yeah, dude, they, they didn't, the enemy scaling in it. I just didn't feel like yeah. was, was good. And that that was another problem that I had with it. Not only is it, you know, a maze in a shoebox, but then the enemy scaling is yeah. super difficult. It was not designed for one player. If you want to play single, run through it on very easy. <laughs> then run through it all on normal. Then run through it all on hard. Like, that's how you would build up your character enough. Nope. On a solo run. Nope. But I couldn't do it. Because, no way. because this is actually one of the things I like about this game. There are certain moments when you're running through these levels where you get the option to rest. Now, when you get an option to rest, you can do one of two things. You can rest, which refills your health and your stamina bar, re-equips uh, re all your potions. Um, 
But does it? Yes. But you lose a level, like a gear level. If you don't rest, none of that stuff refreshes, but you go up a gear level. I didn't think you lost a gear level. You just didn't go up one. Nope. You lose one. You lose one? You lose one. I don't know because I never rested. Well, and that's, I always went up a gear level. That's what I'm gonna that's what I was gonna say. I was like, even playing by myself on normal, right? Being the archer, yeah, I still I think I rested once because I was curious if you would lose all your levels or just one. But like I got done running that first mission. And, oh no, I'm sorry. I got done running the second mission and I was, I got a legendary bow. My second mission by myself on easy. I got a legendary bow. I went back in just cause I wanted to test it. And I just was annihilating people. And I was like, how like wait like how is this balanced like a game like this you want balanced. like like you want to get the really good loot but you want everything to stay relatively the same like yeah it's cool to feel awesome when you one shot a goblin because your bow is so strong or your swords are so strong but like it shouldn't feel like I shouldn't feel that overpowered when I'm by myself. Like, why is it, why are the enemies not, you know, scaling and keeping in mind, like I was still doing the the level at the, the recommended power level that I was close to. And speaking of that, one of my other things that I had a problem with was the line of sight for my bow. A lot of times my arrows, like if I was on a, like if I was up on an elevated position shooting down on somebody, yeah, a lot of times my arrows would just hit an invisible floor and I wouldn't actually hit anybody oh. or my superpower, which was like a rain of arrows sort of thing. Yeah. It actually the like, like it cuts off at my level, not the level where the enemies are. So my arrows you can't rain down my on anything lower than arrows you. were hitting their heads and doing no damage. Like that's bad. What? That is bad. And when you do these, when you do these, so I don't know what it's like when you're Drist or uh, Wolfgar. Did you ever like run out of stamina? Yes. Okay. Like, did you ever lose your stamina bar? Yes. Okay. Like, was that a constant problem or like once you like, or were you able to manage that better? So like you, if you remember when you go through the tutorial, mm -hmm. um, you manage your stamina bar between light and heavy attacks. Mm -hmm. So if all you're doing is heavy attacks, you're going to deplete right. your stamina bar super quickly. Right. But you can regain a little bit of your stamina bar and not cause it to deplete so quickly mm -hmm. by throwing in a bunch of light attacks. Right. So I had the problem for like the first two missions until mm -hmm. I kind of got down the combos mm -hmm. in a sense. But once I got down the combos, I never lost more than maybe a like, I, I don't know, an eighth okay. of my stamina bar. So, <clears throat> Caddy Breeze, normal attack. Yeah. Right? You tap the trigger. She shoots three arrows. It, it does not lower your stamina bar. Okay. If you hold it to do a full charge to do the most damage, it takes a huge chunk out of your stamina bar. Wow. And because you are a ranged character... That means that I would have to do that and then run in and do melee so I could parry so I could fix it or use stamina potions to open that back up. Like, so it like it, it doesn't just deduct it. It like decreases it by that amount. Yeah. A good example is like, if you've ever played, um, dark souls, yeah. when, when you die in dark souls, your maximum health, there's like a cutoff bar that starts to go down every time you die. And then like it, it permanently stops at like, 
50 percent yeah or 25 percent and you can get an item that like moves that up i don't remember it's been forever since i for- forgot about that yeah. it's the same thing like my max stamina would always decrease every time i use just just my fully and charged used, arrow if you use the normal arrow the three shots yep. it wouldn't replenish it no nope. it just didn't take any stamina i had to be a, i had to be a no no it would take stamina but it wouldn't lower the bar oh okay so i'd either have to use a potion to fix it or, or you have to run in and parry because parrying would also fix it. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a ranged character. I'm not supposed to be in there. Like, I don't understand this. Like, it's such a weird system. I get the, I get managing a stamina bar. And again, I think it's because they built the system not for solo play. Well, yeah. But for group Groups, play. Yeah. Because in that in that scenario, there's creatures that you were probably charging and one-shotting to kill them quickly. Yes. Right? Yes. Where if you had a group of three warriors that were running in in front of you, the only time you're taking really probably charged shots is either against the bigger enemies, like mm-hmm. the trolls and giants, yep. or the final bosses. The bosses, yeah. Where, so you're not consuming as much stamina potion. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it, it, it's... <sighs> It's it's really weird because I can't tell if Wolfgar or Bruner is supposed to be like the tank that just absorbs damage. Yeah. But I know like Dritz is the melee DPS. Mm-hmm. And I figured Catabri would be the ranged DPS. Uh, that's 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 her role. Yeah. And and then you would have like Wolfgar or Bruner that is one's a tank and then the other one is just like raw power. Mm-hmm. So they're slower attacks. But when they hit, it is devastating. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a lot of damage very quickly, like a like Dritz is with or little damage very quickly, repeatedly to right. make a lot. It is one hit that it's like, okay, if I hit them with this, it's gonna knock down a quarter of their health. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I kind of feel like is Wolfgar's role, because like there were charged attacks that I could do with him that like when I hit him. I, I could kill like the Duragar in one hit. Nice. Like just bam, dead. Um now I again, but that's hard because I don't know if it was my power level. Yeah. Or the ability. Mm-hmm. You know? And so like, but like it still comes down to the same thing where I felt like I needed something to tank a little damage for me and pull aggro so that I could charge and do that attack. Yeah. Because my health depleted super quickly as Wolfgar. Yeah. Like, I used a shit ton of health potions as Wolfgar. Mm. I didn't as Dritz because Dritz has the speed. Mm. Run in, hit, 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 back out, go around, run in, hit, 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 back out, go around, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't like, they were attacking me, but I was able to dodge it. Wolfgar is not that quick. So you can't like just, even though he has a dodge ability, Mm. it's not fast. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, I still got hit. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. So I was using a shit ton of health potions with Wolfgar. Yeah. Like, which kind of made me think like, maybe there's a little bit more favoritism, even in the designers and the (laughs) development because Dritz, didn't have a problem with stamina. Didn't have a problem with health. Yeah. I didn't do a lot of damage, though. Yeah. Like, my special ability, which it, it, it's Guinevere, right? Which they did differently. In the books, you summon an astral Black Panther that stays with you by your side and fights. 
in this, it's kind of like in its astral form, leaping through mm-hmm. the enemy and causing it to like stagger and shit like that. And it does a mass amounts of damage. But you've got to kind of like build up that charge through combat. So that's what you're more like. You're more building up that charge. Yeah. The more you can hit, the faster that charge goes. And then you unleash your powerful attack. Yeah. And that's where all your damage is. If you had like the second boss yeah. fight, I ran in, hit, hit, backed out, ran in, hit, hit, backed out. Literally, there was one time I got it down to maybe like a 16th of his health left. Mm-hmm. Right. Didn't have my revive, didn't have any more health potions, didn't like it, this was this was it. This was make or break it fucking had to had to kill him. I had been fighting him for an hour and a half. Oh my God. Yeah, just him. <laughs> Because, again, I could, to avoid taking serious damage, like, he would hit me, half my health's gone. Yeah. One hit, gone, half, done. Um, And that's where I was at. I had half my health left. So I was trying to just sprint in, hit, hit, back out. Sprint in, hit, hit, back out. Sprint in, hit, hit, back out. I sprinted in, I hit, hit, and he did one of these, like, backhanded swings dead oh sad and that's when i was like i gotta back out i can't i can't fight him at this level like Mm. i just spent an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes fighting this guy and it's it's not fun yeah it's not the combat's not fun enough when you have to fight it like that yeah for it to be this way and this is not a game like dark souls where the the bosses and and everything are kind of designed to be super difficult absolutely so no, like yeah dark it's, it's yeah. not fun dark soul bosses are all about learning the attack patterns looking for the the keys of what what attack they're they're about to do and prepping yourself properly for that battle that's not this and that's not that's not this yeah that's no not even because worse. they don't there's not timers on attacks like so the the second is like an electrified troll mm-hmm. like a battery operated troll or something he, he does electric damage but he has this ability where he like does a blast of like electric breath. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, that's roughly like what it is, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> he sweeps with it, right? Yeah. It's like a beam of electricity that he's sweeping with where that's a super powerful attack. That will take me down three quarters of my health. Yeah. If I get hit with it when I was playing it this first time. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, Oh shit. Well, and like dark souls, that would be an attack that they would use, and then you wouldn't see it again for five, ten minutes. <laughs> he literally used it four times back to back in a row. Wow. So there is no like rhyme or reason to the pattern. It's yeah. just the 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 system is generating do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Dritz also has the ability to disappear. Mm. He's supposed to go invisible and drop aggro. Because again, he's not the aggro creator, yeah. right? didn't matter there would be times where i would disappear and he still was like locked on because oh, cool. you're the only one right no oh. no because there would be other times where i would disappear and he would just be like okay oh and kind okay. of just stand there and i could come up behind him deal some massive backstab damage which i kind of was like i feel more like a rogue yeah because my chances to crit and everything like that my massive damage was if i was directly behind them so i would do that like that's a rogue thing, not mm-hmm. a ranger thing. Correct. Um, 
so like I would do that right and deal just massive amounts to damage to him and then my invisibility would wear off and immediately I got that fucking backhand Jeez. so I had to watch my d invisibility mm -hmm. um because if it actually triggered properly and he didn't see me anymore as soon as I became visible again if I wasn't already the fuck out of his reach yeah hit immediate hit it, it was frustrating dude I could I just like I can't this is this is not for solo play, but they've made the queuing system so fucking bad mm. that multiplayer is almost impossible as well. Speaking of your special ability, did it always hit? No. Okay. Because no. mine didn't. Mine no. didn't always hit. It was, I had to be within a certain range and they had to be directly in front of me. No. So Caddy breezes, she shoots like, you know, heavenly arrows. Mm -hmm. Time slows down and all you do, you just look and pull the trigger and you just shoot out this, you know, bow with wings on it and, or this arrow with wings on it and stuff. And it does mass amount of damage. Yeah. Like literally smallest, wimpiest, uh, uh, gruntiest of little you know goblin pee on goblin yeah. and sure enough i aim i pull that trigger the arrow just went right through him and i was like well that was wasted oh i never had that like it was it was if so guinevere spawned and then leapt forward mm -hmm. and if the enemy wasn't in that leap forward yeah and didn't it, guinevere didn't hit him during that leap it didn't connect and i lost it. no no this is literally so if, as, as long as in that leap they were in there they hit Guinevere hit something yeah. it, it then because then it comes back and leaps from behind and disappears into the ground and leaps from the front again disappears mm. and then leaps again and disappears and that's like the whole special yeah I think like I think I had like three maybe four arrows because yeah. it's because it's just like however many you can shoot and that's another thing right I mean God, I'm just going to keep going. So there is like, so you're an, you're an archer, right? Yeah. You live and die by how, how quickly you can loosen arrow yeah. and get it on target. The animation for shooting an arrow is like, you have to wait until the entire animation is done before you can even think about pulling the trigger again. Yeah. Because if you try to, you, she just stands there. Yep. And then you got to let it go and then pull it again. And then she does yep. it. And it's like, Dritz so obnoxious the, was the same way okay like they they did not that's what i mean by like if i was going through my combo animation because mm. there's one where it's like light light heavy right yeah standard pretty standard fucking combo for a game like this yeah. right yeah <laughs> but he would then take his dual scimitars and like jab 10 times at the enemy mm -hmm. if i tried to attack during that animation he would just then just stand there for a little while. Afterwards. Yeah. Even if I kept like, because mine was a, you, you actually had to like flick the trigger. Like you were manually firing a gun, right? Right. Like one single shot firing a gun. Like bam, 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 bam. So even if I was doing that, he, it would take him like three seconds to finally, after the animation was done, if I pulled that too quickly to kind of go, Oh shit, I'm supposed to still be attacking. Okay. <laughs> and then go back to attacking. Yeah. And those three seconds, you can't dodge, you can't attack, you can't move, you can't do anything, which is where it would really fuck me. That's why I would like that troll run in one, two back out. Yeah. Like I timed it and they were slow because if I didn't, I would get frozen there. He'd get a hit off on me and I'd be dead. Yeah. That was it just dead and it like so frustrating so frustrating because this is where the biggest gripe comes in the game's graphics suck yeah 
they 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 are terrible they are mm. god awful i've seen glitches where dritz is was gone <laughs> like all you saw was like his armor because like you you upgrade your armor yeah you upgrade I, your weapons i was gonna say like i want to talk about uh the loot yeah and in, in everything about it we will yeah so his character model was gone it was invisible but you saw like a floating cape with a chest piece and gauntlets and a little helmet nice. and the scimitars and everything like that but like he himself was not there <laughs> um but even beyond that i they're a little bit smoother than final fantasy seven original <laughs> that's uh, honest to god that's what i felt like the graphics were am i wrong well yeah i think you're being a little dramatic i don't think i'm being dramatic at all they were terrible no 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 there this is a game that felt like it should have come out in the early 2000s it i will put it this way it's not the polygon run around the world graphics it's better than the polygon non-rendered video. It does look very close to the rendered CGI cutscenes of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, like I, I can say that that looks like yeah. Everybody's that, kind sorry, of shiny. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I thought you meant like in They're, world running around. No, no, no. You know, cloud with no, giant no, pixelated no, no. forearms. No, 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 no. This is when they're doing the videos in the original Final Fantasy VII. This is just a, a a smoother version, but you can definitely tell like they, they they don't have joints. Yeah, like that's the weird part is the joints just don't seem to be there because it's a huge forearm and that's connected to a huge bicep, but there's not really like an elbow no i it's like, like like that's how these characters look yeah like the animation for for caddy grabbing an arrow knocking it pulling and letting go like literally the only thing that move are her arms like her torso and legs like nothing don't like, move nothing else moves yeah. really like it's very it's a very stiff animation yeah it, it like the terrible terrible graphics on this thing which is a part of what kind of like took me out because the world itself it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like if you look out over the cliff of your your home base, even though it's just frozen tundra, you're kind of like, this is pretty. Yeah. Like even the running around your home base is pretty. Like they put a lot of detail and effort into it. And then to see this little shitty character run around it, you're kind of like, did you just give up mm -hmm. halfway through? You're like, fuck it. Let's just get this game out. <laughs> like I'm done putting money into it. Just fucking sell it because people will buy it it's dungeons it's and dragons yeah. all the like, Driss fanboys are gonna buy it oh absolutely and i did and i <laughs> fucking did like because i i, I pre-ordered it yeah like there was one video that they put out of like their trailer but it was like the the game awards announcement trailer back in 2019 so i'm like oh clearly they're gonna fix they're going to fix some of those graphics. Like there's no way they're putting the game out like that. That is so 2005. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Oh my gosh. It, but that's what it looked like. To yeah. Me. And like, in all honesty, if this game would have come out in 2005, I'd have been like, Oh my God, this is the best fucking game ever. <laughs> Cause it would have fit in. It would have developed new concepts. It would have like, it would have been an amazing game for 2005. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, 20, 21 year old me 
probably would have had. Much I'm not more. even talking about 21 year old you in, or, in 2005. Or that's uh, 18 year old me. I'm talking about the games around that time period. If you take this and you compare it to all the games around that time period, you would have been like, wow, this fits in perfectly, <laughs> but it's amazing because look at this and you do this and it's a hub based game. And, which, I, ha- and I have lower standards at that point. At that, at that time of my life, I, I have will, lower standards. I, I will say that is a part of it, but I think a big part of it is look at where we are now. Well, look yeah. at the type of games that we've gone through, even mm. hub based games, destiny, Anthem, way better graphics, Marvel. way better systems, Marvel, way better than this game. Yeah. And like, I honestly, God, don't play it. Don't play it. Don't waste your money. Even if it's free, don't waste your fucking time, which is far more valuable. I love R.A. Salvatore. I love these characters. I love this world with all of my heart. And this, it literally felt like my first true love took a shit in my mouth. And not for the sexy reasons. (laughs) Like, I, that's, it hurt. Yeah. It, It physically hurt. And I... We were going to record this podcast weeks ago, mm-hmm. weeks ago. And I said, no, let me try to get back in there. Let me really try to play it. I have played three more missions since then. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't, I can't get into it. I don't give a fuck about the story. I don't give a fuck about the extra item. I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I'll just read it on Google later. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll just. I'll give it six months and there'll be some really diehard fanboy that goes, Hey, look at all this extra information that dark Alliance added to the Drit series and all this stuff. And then I'll just read through it then. Yeah. You'll get your notables taken away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, I can't, I can't <laughs> do it. I can't. There's just so much bad, including the item system yeah so So i know you've got big complaints about this one let's go for it i hate this this is probably the thing that made me furious more than anything else and like i can deal with stupid enemies i can deal with bad pathfinding i will try to make that that like not bother me but one of my biggest things that infuriates me is that in anthem take a drink To me, there is a, 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 a moderate amount of common sense when yeah. you're playing Anthem and you're playing, you know, in your ranger suit. Yeah. Okay. That's like the, the first suit that you get. You're yeah. in your ranger suit. You pick up an item and it's, you know, a shoulder mounted cannon or a, a, an arm mounted cannon or something. Right. Yeah. Okay. You have the item in your inventory. You have the item in your inventory, but you can't equip it. Now, this makes sense to me because you would need to integrate that new item into your Your suit, right? There's there's a reason you have a mechanic who works on this stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, for the guns, I don't understand the guns. So I'm with you there. Like the hand Like the actual guns. If I'm out there and and I pick up an Ingram for a rifle, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to start using the rifle. Yeah. Okay. But again, for the stuff for the suit, that I at least have a... I, I at least understand. In this... All of your items are done the same way. When you loot something, you just get the item. You just get a, you know, a legendary Ingram. And then you have to go back to the camp, whether you finish the story. And I'm not sure if like, if you quit halfway through, if you keep you everything, get any, you okay, get anything. Okay. Nothing. So you have to, you have to beat the level. So you finish the level and then you go back and then it's like, here's some bracers. Here's some pants. Here's some, here's yeah, a breastplate. Here's literally, a bow. You go item 
by item. No, yep. you can. There is the option to like Do reveal all. all items, yep. which I started to. After the first one, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like pop, 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 pop. And then I was like, this is fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> reveal all. <laughs> yeah, reveal all. And I'll just scroll down and look at them all. I don't understand why if I am, if I pick up a legendary bow, why I can't just start using it. And so, it doesn't make sense in this game. It doesn't make sense in the world. They don't even try to explain it in game. So uh, like at least hold on, because at least Diablo, there were certain items. that's like this item is too powerful and you don't understand it, what it can fully do. You need a scroll of identification to understand it yeah that at least added some cool like prospects to it yeah right so you had to hold off on yeah. it if you didn't have a scroll on you or yep. take it to decker take it to decker decker yeah. stay a while stay a while I, that was actually the working title for this podcast was it when i first had had the idea oh that's that's awesome i thought it too but there's yeah. um, there was stuff already there's a lot of people who say i do a really good decker too yeah. so but what I was going to get at, yeah. right? Sorry, yes, is you have the floor. To a certain extent, right? If I'm in the middle of combat and I just pick up a bow and I throw it in my pack and I keep going, mm -hmm. I know this bow in my hand is good. I'm not going to stop in the middle of combat and go, wait a second, let me inspect it. Oh, this one's legendary. Right. And equip it. Mm -hmm. But they allow those rests. Right. That's where I was going. <laughs> so if they would have taken the rests and go, okay, you can rest, you, re you get all of this, you get all of this, and then any items that you have found you can you can access your inventory you can access but here's the problem with that is instead of doing that they incorporate it in the rest system if you want better items right because all it does like i think it tells you the color like green blue orange whatever yeah. but it doesn't tell you the tier of item mm. and that's how they did the items in this you have level one, level two, level three, level four, level five, level six, you know, so on and so forth. Mm. And those are your different tiers of items. So if you run through the first level and you don't rest, instead of getting level one items, which would have just been your normal default if you would have rested and everything like that, right? Yeah. You can get level four items. Oh, yeah. And so then you equip those level four items. But you don't know that until the end of the level and you decide... I didn't rest at any point in that. So like for the mechanic that they built, I can understand it. I fucking hate it, but I can understand it because of the mechanic that they built. They're punishing you for resting. Right. Right. Yes. And that's the point of it. They're punishing you for resting right. with, with your equipment. Yeah. So you can't necessarily look at your equipment and be punished for it at the same time. You can't be like midway through go, Hey, here's a level four bow right legendary mm -hmm. level four bow and so you equipped it and you start using it and then at the end of the level they go haha i got you you rested two more times after you got that bow so it ain't level four it's level two <laughs> like if they give it to you that's what it is yeah so there is no pun that it destroys their punishment system it, you know what i mean right like it's you start off and you're at uncommon you hit your first rest point do you want to try to get common or I'm sorry, do you, are you, you start with common. Do you want to level up to uncommon? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to rest. Let's go up to uncommon. Cool. Now you start getting uncommon. You hit the next one. Do you want rare or do you want to go back down? See, I don't think it goes back down. I really it does. don't. I don't think it goes back down. It does. I guarantee you. But if I rest at the first rest, you can't go any lower than common. Yeah, because it, it. Yeah. Yes. You can't go any lower than that. So if you so if you don't rest, it goes up. Next time you get to a rest point, if you rest, it'll go back down to common 
See, and like this is breaking my brain. I know. It, it's, it, it, because let's say I get to the first rest station. Right. I rest. Yeah. I can't go below common. But then I get to the second rest station and now I can go up to uncommon. Yes. And the third rest station, now I can go up to rare. Right. So the only like technically without suffering really any major consequences, I can rest. Sorry. I can rest at the first rest stop yes. and still get rare weapons. Yes. I just lose my chance of getting legendary weapons because even though <laughs> you run through the whole fucking level mm -hmm. without resting once does not mean you will get legendary weapons. Oh no, there's still a does chance not to mean that you will get rare weapons. Yeah. It just gives you the chance to get those. Yeah. But I had very. But I think it determines the power level also based off of that. It's not just the rarity of right. it, it's the power level of it. And that's more of what I was getting at. Yeah. So if by not resting at the first one, I like running through the first level, I can only get level one or level two weapons, mm -hmm. right? I don't rest. Now I get the ability to get level three or level four weapons. I rest, it drops back down to one and two. I don't rest. I'm back up at three and four, right? Mm -hmm. So if I don't rest at that first one, I get a level four legendary bow, right? Yep. I now have that bow. I equip it. I go to the second one. Now I've lost the ability to get those bows. Like that's a complex system that you're asking them to put into place by maintaining what they've already built. Mm. And it's stupid <laughs> because again, why am I being punished? Why? Why am I being punished for resting? Uh, because you are tasked with getting through the level without dying. So you can rest to recharge yourself. No, I'm not. I'm tasked to complete this goal of eliminating whatever enemy it is. Oh, okay. How I get there, I will, I'll, again, this is a D&D &D game. Yeah. It's a D&D &D game. I run a campaign. I, you guys do a long rest. I immediately then throw you up against an incredibly hard enemy, <laughs> which depletes all of your resources. And then you guys go, we want to do another long rest. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that technically we've only been like up and about for like three hours today, mm. but this thing fucking kicked our ass, which in real life, Let's let's consider it, right? Like in real life, if I'm fighting a motherfucking T-Rex with a sword, yeah, right? In the battle maybe only took 45 minutes. That is going to be the longest 45 minutes of my fucking life. Yeah. Right? So even though I just I, I just woke up for the day four hours ago, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. I'm beat. That was stressful. That was tired. So I want a long rest again. That would be the equivalent, and I've had this happen to me, and it's really fucking pissed me off, right? Where we rested, we then ventured for maybe 10 minutes mm -hmm. of that session, got into a huge-ass battle that took us like three hours in real life to fight, right. right? But really, it's only like five minutes in game time, yeah, right? But that five minutes was like, it was it was ungodly. Mm -hmm. it, it was intense. We used everything we had. We were completely depleted. Like even our mage didn't have any spells left. Like we were we were tapped. All of our skills used like just to survive. We were all hurting half health or lower. Mm -hmm. None of us was above that. So we then go, we're going to rest again. We're going to do another long rest. We need it like we're fucked. We took the corpses of our enemies and 
piled them up against the door <laughs> and like basically barricaded ourselves in this room so that we couldn't be attacked. Right. Mm -hmm. And we rested, but our DM was pissed off about this. We were going to be punished for resting. Mm -hmm. So of course, drow snuck in, hit us with darts and we got kidnapped and thrown into an arena without any of our equipment. Oh, nice. Because he was pissed that we rested woke up we were awake for i think he said 40 minutes of the day and then we rested again to me that's what this is mm. i'm tasked with defeating this enemy if through that first little thing i go hey wow like the these enemies were fucking tough i've used everything i don't have any potions left i don't have any you know anything left mm -hmm. i need to rest or you know redo that the game's basically like well, then you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> I get it. And you're punished. Yeah. And that drove me nuts. Yeah. I felt like I was being punished for using a mechanic that they incorporated into their game. Well, because you're only looking at the mechanic, not the like principle behind the mechanic. It's risk versus reward. The risk is I don't regenerate everything, but the reward is that I get better quality loot. Like that's just like that's just it. I, I get right? that. Like that's but the it. problem that I have with it. Right? Is resting all resting provided was you healed mm -hmm. stamina and health. Mm -hmm. You replenished all your potions. Mm -hmm. I ran into a problem where I had too many potions. Oh yeah. Like I would I would break open a box and a potion would pop out and I'd be like, well I already have one. Yeah. <laughs> so like I ran. I constantly ran with at least one potion depleted. That's not a bad idea. Because it made me feel better that I didn't leave <laughs> anything on the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, I, I didn't feel like, oh, I just missed out on this one potion because yeah, I didn't have a slot open. You know? Yeah. But like, so I didn't need to rest or replenish my potions well because I, I got enough of them throughout the level well and i didn't i mean i used i used a lot of this like the, the philip, stamina philip no 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 well oh. the stamina ones but mainly it was actually the philip your super ones i was i was oh. chugging those because i was like this is the easiest way i'm gonna get out of here the quicker i can build this up the quicker i can, I can kill knock off three or four guys like yeah. without a single problem yeah but once my I didn't even think about that. I never chugged a single one of those. Oh no, that was that was like one of the first things I unlocked was the, uh, the was the super the super potions. Oh, well, okay. Let's get into that because we didn't talk about that. Yeah, your character levels and you get skill points. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. They they didn't make that clear. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> I leveled six times <laughs> and didn't drop a single skill point into shit. Nice. Yeah. yeah, which is part of the reason why I think like I had a really hard time with the second level boss, you know, because I think in that first one, I leveled like three times. Yeah, I beat the first level on normal and I leveled three times and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Maybe it just like increases my health and my DPS and everything like that. Right. Nowhere does it say you also gain three skill points. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I thought I thought I got a thing in the tutorial telling me to click over there but you know what at this point i believe you if you said that yours doesn't <laughs> I, I, if it did i don't remember it i i went to level fucking six bro nice six before i went wait a second what's the tab over there what's motherfucker <laughs> you're oh. 
And then it's like, okay, well, you can either upgrade your abilities mm. or you could upgrade your equipment, yeah, i.e. potions and stuff like that, which I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that it was one or the other. Yeah, it didn't. It, 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 uh, it didn't feel very D&D-ish. It, like, it didn't, and that's one of my big problems. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean by like the resting didn't feel D&D-ish. The combat didn't feel D&D-ish. The... There was no role playing. This is not a role playing. Oh game. God, no! This is no. this is by far overall not a role playing game. Yeah, yeah. They tag it as action role playing, but there's but like it, there's, there's no, no role playing. There's no role playing. I you mean, do not make any decision. No, yeah. no, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm, no the finger quotes oh. are because of the skills, the things yeah. you can level up. <sighs> that, that, it's hey man, welcome to the 21st century. Everything you know what? Is, yeah, Call of Duty allows me to level up. Is it a role playing? By this definition, it would be. This is terrible. That yeah. is terrible. That is terrible. No, no. Sorry. No. <laughs> hey, man, I don't make I, the rules. I know. I know. But I'm just like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, because like, yeah, but like there's nothing D&D about it. To yeah. Me. And that's it, it hurts. You took four of my favorite characters in the universe. Mm. People that I have literally read dozens of books about. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like. And I can't. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. A little bit of me lost respect for them. Yeah. Like the characters, and even the author. Like, I, I just never saw Salvatore like doing that. Yeah. And it, it yeah, it just it that that's my final thought. Don't play this game. <laughs> yep. Normally I don't promote this. Yeah. Normally I give like indie people, people trying something new. Usually I give them a ton of rope. Nope. Fuck this game. This is terrible. Don't, don't play it. Like you said, don't spend your money on it. I'm I, sorry. I, if you I did. don't know how long torque or whatever it is. Yeah. Took, tookie, tookie. Yeah, I don't know. Games spent developing this thing, but literally if they, if, if it wasn't the, if they didn't start developing this game into, which is surprising. I got, I just, it was 2009 or I'm sorry, 2019. I apologize. Yeah. Well, no, that's when we knew about it. No, they it, may have started before then. In, in, in 2019, Torque Games was developing a Dungeons & Dragons game in partnership with Wizards of the Coasts. Wizards of the Coasts then acquired them in October of 2019. Salvatore assisted the game's development and has been involved in the game's production since its inception. Oh, God, that hurts just so bad. Yeah. It's right in the right in the berries. Uh, yeah, and then real quick, you, you want to do the, the critic scores? <sighs> or do you want me to do it? <laughs> Uh, I only got three. Uh, I've got Metacritic. Yep. 54 out of 100 for PC. PS5 is 58 out of 100. XS. XS. Xbox okay. Series X and S. Yeah. <laughs> but it has it as XS. XS is 58 out of 100. All right on par. IGN, four out of 10. Still on par. PC Gamer is drunk. <laughs> Because they gave it an 82 out of 100. I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it. I don't it understand either. it. I like, I even think Metacritic's 54, 58 is, is, is too, too high. Because again, like, so just a little, little knowledge for you all. You had Boulder's Gate 1 and 2 came out in late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, right. Boulder's Gate 1 was 2001. Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance. No, no, I'm not talking about Dark Alliance. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Then Baldur's Gate. The original Baldur's, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the original one. I want to say the first one came out in 90s. Oh, God. Either early or mid? Uh, 98. Okay, so late. 
Yeah. And then Boulder's Gate 2 came out in 2000s, early, right? Because I, I remember still being in high school. 2013. Wow. Baldur's Gate 2. and Oh, wait. I'm sorry. This says Enchanted Edition. Nope. 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 Go yep. go before that. Yep. Well, that's what, what you want. Um, um, uh, oh, uh, Baldur's Gate 2 Shadow, Shadows of Amamamim. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Shadows of Amamamim. Yeah. 2000. Yep. Yep. They literally, it was two years ago, we heard about Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. So 19 years later... They finally go, we're going to make a third one. People loved this. I loved the second one. I don't know how many hours I've done. Hundreds, hundreds of hours I dumped into Baldur's Gate 2, right? Mm. They finally come out with a second one. And the reason being is because Wizards of the Coast came out and said, you know what? We are very, very proud of our property and our franchise and what we do with it and the Baldur's Gate series. And we weren't just going to hand the development of this game over to any Tom, Dick, or Harry. <laughs> we needed to make sure that this franchise and our name attached to it would be worth something. Mm. So we weren't just going to put out a shitty game to a shitty developer. We waited because they, they had offers. They had offers from all sorts of developers yeah. to make a Baldur's Gate 3 game. Mm. But that franchise and the name the name, Dungeons and Dragons, Wizard of the Coast, Baldur's Gate, all of that was so heavy on them that they weren't just going to give it out to anybody to do it, right? Mm. And then they put out this pile of shit. Yeah. Like, you tell me I waited 19 fucking years for Baldur's Gate 3 because you wanted to make sure it was perfect, and then you put out this yeah. with literally four of the five biggest fucking characters your franchise has. I, there are very, very, very few true D&D players. I shouldn't say true. D&D players in general mm -hmm. that don't know who the fuck Dritz is. Yeah. Like, he is a leading character of your franchise, mm -hmm. and you did him dirty. Yeah. Like, no, Wizards, I am disappointed in Yeah. Even someone like me, who's only like, I've got like a big toe dipped into the D&D pool. I still know who these four people are. Yeah. Like if somebody as casual as me yep. knows who these people are. Duh. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine. I just honestly, I, when I was playing this, I was like, man, I feel bad for Caleb. I was like, I got like either he's going to either he's going to have blinders on and he's going to have his bias glasses going and he's going to think it's the greatest this thing. This is the most amazing game ever since fucking sliced bread. Yeah. Or he's going to see it and he's going to be so sad. It, I, I was hurt. Dude. Yeah. I don't even know if sad's the proper statement. I was just so hurt. Yeah. Because I, I, I agree. It's a flaming piece of shit. Don't play it. Don't buy it. If you get it for free, don't waste your time on it. There's nothing. Because your time is way more valuable yeah. than this game. There's nothing good here. I mean, like my, my problem is even even you playing it on Game Pass, they mm -hmm. log that. So they show like I bought it. You played it on Game Pass. This is how many people incorporated it, right? This yeah. is how many people purchased it, right? And then they take that and go, okay, well, is it worth it to make another one or whatever? You know what they do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the hey, do we continue this? I don't want them to. No. Drop it. Yeah. Let it die. Yes. Let it be buried in the pits of lower than ET. <laughs> like, let this game go. Yeah. Give them at least that respect. Fucking pull it off the markets. Like, th th my honest opinion, you, you did these characters and that author 
so dirty in this game because yes, he was involved in the storyline, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily have a problem with the storyline. I don't know a whole lot about the storyline. I was going to say, I don't even know what the story is. You're basically stopping people from getting Crenshinabon, but there's like actual story in it. But I was so devastated by the gameplay. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do the story. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even pay attention to the story. Like it hurt that much. Yeah. So I'm I'm out. Yeah. I, I got nothing else to say. Like literally, I would just be repeating myself out of anger. Yeah. Exactly. No, nope, I'm right there with you. Yep. Stay away from this. It's, it's a, just a huge dumpster fire. We're so sorry. We know that you guys meant well, but it didn't turn out very well. So let us know what you thought. Go to our Facebook. Go to our Podbean. Go to iTunes. Leave us a comment. You can go ahead and email us. Uh, all those things. Uh, in Facebook and Podbean, uh, uh, Game On presented by No Tokens Required. Email, email us. No Tokens Required at hotmail.com. Um, yeah, let us know what you guys thought about this because, oh boy, was this not fun. Not only that, give us give us some more games, guys. We're 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 rearing like we we did put out Rogue, right? Yep. Yeah, we put out Rogue. Sorry, I had to double check that there. Yeah. <laughs> um, like. I hope that listener enjoyed it and everything like that. I, I, I don't want to specifically call him out because I don't know if he's cool with that. But like, <laughs> I I loved it. D- despite my my views on the game and everything, I loved the the recommendation and then everything like that. We are, we've, we've talked about it before. We are in an era in gaming right now where just games aren't really coming out. Yeah. Like... Th- games that we could we could talk about for more than 10 minutes mm-hmm. i should say like there there's a couple of them and, uh, and we're, we're we're trying to pull them out of the works and do what we can with them and everything like that but for the most part we're say, we're leading into the mass effect series uh, well, i was gonna with say the legendary collection coming out and we did talk for an hour and a half about this game that we don't like <laughs> And barely played. Yeah. (laughs) But a lot of that was hate. And we don't like doing that. That's true. This is a rare, rare, where like, I would say 90% of this was hate. It was, but that's because, uh, yeah, I can't get into it again. I swear if I start, I I won't stop. Yes, but you're right. We need more games. Yeah. We need more games so that we can continue doing this, guys. We're, we're, We're way open for suggestions. Let us know. Yeah. Speak to us. Listen. And like Caleb said, uh, starting next week, we are going to dive into Mass Effect where we have a surprise for you guys. Absolutely. So we hope that you we hope that you enjoy that. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We you know, we appreciate and love you guys. Um, So, yeah. So much love. Much love. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time. Game game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required.